This is Think Out Loud on OPB. I'm Dave Miller. We turn now to TriMet safety. After several recent attacks on TriMet passengers, the transportation agency is investing millions of dollars in hiring private security officers. It will also fund a prosecutor and investigators at the Multnomah County DA's office to focus on transit-based crimes. Meanwhile, the agency also recently announced the results of a study that found fentanyl on public transit surfaces, but in minuscule amounts that they say are not dangerous to the public. Andrew Wilson is TriMet's chief safety officer. Rob Hendrickson is a medical toxicologist at OHSU, and they both join me now. It's great to have both of you on the show. Thanks thanks for uh, that, Dave. A longtime listener, but uh, it's nice to be here in person. Great to have you here. So Rob Hendrickson first. The headlines last week were that fentanyl and methamphetamine were found on a a number of services on MAX trains. But can you put the amounts, say 0.01 billionths of a gram per square centimeter, can you put that in perspective? Sure. I think the the key is that these are extremely small numbers. Um, that cubic centimeter or square centimeter is about the size of your fingerprint. So, how much fentanyl, for example, would you have found on a fingerprint if you touched the uh, the surface uh, of on a TriMet train? Uh, if you think about uh, a white granulated sugar packet and you pour out that packet, uh, you take one crystal of sugar. Um, a nanogram is about one twenty millionth of that crystal of sugar. So that's how much would be on your finger. So clearly it was detected, but incredibly, incredibly small amounts uh, and not enough to cause uh, an effect in someone to cause fentanyl or methamphetamine uh, toxicity. I mean, my biggest takeaway from this report really wasn't even then about fentanyl, it, which we know is uh, its use is, is all, all over. It's, it's on the street a lot. My takeaway was that testing technology, assuming we can trust it, is unbelievably sensitive. What was your takeaway from this study? Uh, that, that was exactly what my initial thoughts, too. It's not surprising at all if you test surfaces and air around where someone may have used drugs that you're going to find some in really, really, really tiny amounts. And you're right. It's because of modern lab equipment that we can measure these incredibly small amounts. Uh, but I do think that it... it doesn't reflect a uh, risk to uh, passengers or employees, but it does reflect that people are handling and using drugs in public places. How do you feel about riding the MAX train or a bus or, or having members of your family do it? Yeah, I feel completely comfortable riding, and uh, I do use the train from time to time. My kids take the bus to and from um, school, so and, and we're going to continue to do so without any concern at all about fentanyl or methamphetamine. In the bigger picture, about three or four years ago, I remember seeing horror stories coming out about EMTs or police officers overdosing. That's what the story said, simply because they came in contact with with somebody or evidence or paraphernalia. But those stories, they often felt anecdotal anecdotal to me or or sometimes like urban myths. I mean, how much truth was there? Yeah, I don't know of any case where anyone has gotten intoxicated with fentanyl by being near it. Um, But I think we have to put those things in perspective, right? Someone is burning something or heating something. And when you inhale particles, uh, they don't have to be fentanyl. You, You can get symptoms. You can get itchy eyes. You can get burning sensation in your nose. You can get a headache. You can get nausea. All of those things happen when things are burning, wood piles or tobacco smoke or cannabis smoke or anything else like that. So certainly being near things that are being heated can cause symptoms, but I don't know of no cases of anyone getting fentanyl toxicity. Rob Hendrickson, thanks very much. 
You're welcome. So Andrew Wilson is with us, as I noted as well, TriMet's chief safety officer. Unlike on city streets and the city of Portland and is, is hoping to change as leaders there, the public use of drugs like fentanyl and meth is already illegal on, on TriMet trains and buses. How is it that people are still using there at times? Yeah, no, great question. And, um, you know, with the prevalent behavior of just drug use in open uh, public spaces, um, TriMet really tried to get ahead of some of the with, and I want to make sure listeners understand that we actually were innovative in being a part of that particular study with the University of Washington. That was um, done by us, Sound Transit, King County Metro, to really understand what those exposures were with this behavior occurring on the streets, with it sometimes occurring on our trains and buses. So when we get to that point, um, you know, we really want to understand those um, outcomes and really appreciate public health officials like Rob helping us really evaluate that data that we got back from that study. Now, having said that, we don't want any findings on trains, buses, stations uh, at all. Um, and so what we've really heavily invested in is to keep that behavior from uh, getting onto the transit system. And we've done that primarily through, and you've heard me talk about doubling our budget uh, since 2020 uh, related to safety and security. We've now doubled the amount of security officers on um, the system since 2022 to a total number of 315. So what we're trying to do is keep that uh, drug use from entering the system at all, whether that's a bus, train, or a platform. It is illegal uh, smoking in all of its kinds um, at TriMet, and, and, and that's just a, a constant um, pres presence issue for us to make sure it stays that way. What happens if a police officer, and there are fewer of those than, than the hundreds of, of private security officers you're talking about, what happens if they encounter somebody who is actively using drugs, say, on a MAX train? Yeah, so uh, we have a couple different ways that we respond to that. It's it's number one, and I think you recognize this, there's an issue with just uh, the lack of available law enforcement across the city of Portland. And so we have our own security teams dealing with those same issues as well. Uh, they can be issued a citation. They can be issued a citation also for trespass if they refuse to leave. So we deal with those situations as they come up. Law enforcement is often involved in those those situations, but sometimes not because uh, it's difficult to get them to arrive to the scene. That's why it's so important for us to have our own personnel moderating behavior on the buses and trains. I want to turn to, to broader questions about public safety on TriMet after some horrific attacks this year. And I'm sure our listeners remember if they, if they were here, the Jeremy Christian murders six years ago. We, we did ask folks on Facebook about their experiences on TriMet. We got 50 comments so far and counting. Maya Taylor wrote, I've been commuting downtown on TriMet for the past nine years. It's fast and reliable and has allowed us to become a one-car household. The new Rose Lane has made the commute even quicker. Marlene Howell likes it as well. She wrote, it works well for me. I take it between outer southeast and outer southwest Portland a few times a week. The price is right for sure. Transfers are usually smooth and buses most often on time. I've seen some arguments, but no explicit violence on the buses. We also heard this, though, from Katie Penna, who wrote, I've ridden TriMet a handful of times in the last two years, and it just isn't safe. There are folks openly doing drugs on the max, and there are so many safety issues. So now I drive everywhere. And Anna Merrer wrote, it takes way too long and is not safe. What do you see as the biggest safety deficiencies right now? Yeah, I mean, it's a great question, and, and we really do. I hear those comments, and, and we're dedicated to improving our ridership experience, particularly when it comes to safety. And safety is in focus not just for us at TriMet, but for everybody in the city of Portland right now. 
Um, so that's why it's uh, you know one really critical for us to continue to build presence out there on the system to be able to provide that. We hear that from our riders when they see a TriMet employee, a TriMet security officer, in you know close proximity to them, they, their experience is better. So we're we're winning back our ridership related to that on the uh, through the the focus on increased uh, presence on the system. Now, having said that, um, some of the things that are going around uh, in the community, we need help with. TriMet can't fix a lot of the issues related to open drug use, clearly, um, and the lack of law enforcement in, in the area, and some of the behaviors um, that are occurring out there. We we are increasing our security presence uh, to. To address those, we've also engaged in lots of other things. You'll start to see our safety monitors, which are surveillance cameras uh, showing the inside of the bus. If you're riding a bus right now, increased operator uh, protection and barriers out on our buses. So I'm glad you mentioned operator barrier. I mean, yeah. over the years, we've heard a lot of concerns from from drivers or operators uh, for their own safety. What are you doing to to make sure that they are safe as they are ferrying Portlanders around? Yeah, you know, we have absolutely wonderful operators. I'm sure you've interacted with a lot of them. Um, you know, this is a, it's really felt very closely at TriMet when one of our operators is treated disrespectfully or assaulted. Um, so we've really tried to um, mitigate that as much as possible. We have extended barriers. Now you'll see those safety panels, uh, which are one level of protection. Another is increased uh, security presence, as you can see. That's why we're so focused on that. But also just better coordination with law enforcement partners and really standing up some groups to be able to just understand how we can tackle some of these real big societal issues that are out there together. And TriMet's always at the table to do that. Am I right that about a third of the budgeted police officers are actually on TriMet's force? Yeah, we've had a significant problem, as have others, in increasing the amount of transit police that are on the system. I mean, PPB has, has said that they're, they're now, we just heard this yesterday, that more officers are coming online than are leaving. And that, that wasn't the case for a long time. It, but is that not the case for you? It is. We're slowly going to be building those numbers. You're going to see that over the next several years. But we are dependent upon local um, law enforcement agencies to be able to obtain those personnel. And so as a result of that, as they are down officers, it's very difficult for them to commit officers to transit. And so that's something that we're continually working on. Thankfully, we have some other tools now to be able to get after some of the behavior issues on the train, uh, different positions like our customer safety supervisors. A lot of people have seen our safety response team out there dealing with some mental health and behavioral issues. So we're developing those teams at the same time we're trying to recruit back our officers. Andrew Wilson, thanks very much. Andrew Wilson is the chief safety officer for TriMet. We also heard from Rob Hendrickson, the medical director of the Oregon Poison Center and a medical toxicologist at OHSU.